0: Press start to begin. We are two best friends who happen to be psychic mediums.
1: We do readings, we teach, we mentor, and we love to laugh.
0: Yeah, and you know what? We love to cry too because we're heart string pulling mother truckers.
1: Oh, ooh. Warning, this is rated E for explicit, so if you don't like the word fuck, you should probably turn your ass around.
0: Turn it around. Don't look back. Run. But if you're sticking around, it's time for another episode of I'm a Medium.
1: Ask me how. Matthew Tao.
0: Dana Willy. How you
1: doing? Have you done your homework?
0: I've done my Partial, no i haven't done it my dog ate it <coughs> well i think that uh we have been skirting this issue for a while now on the podcast i think we're closer to like so many episodes and that we've never talked about shadow work will i no,
1: and everybody's like would you please do an episode on shadow work and now it's been our homework and we didn't yeah. we didn't do our work like W-E-R-K. Nope. You better work.
0: Why? And we haven't
1: done it. But, but just like shadow work, we avoid it.
0: It's a topic. <laughs> we, we do. We do. Well, you know what? I like to just say that I've been teasing the audience.
1: hmm
0: hmm That's how I can get off scot-free if I'm not actually doing what I'm supposed to be doing, where I'm like, no, yeah. I'm just teasing.
1: Okay. No, tune in, guys. You, we'll do one. We'll do it.
0: hmm You're mm-hmm. a topic Eventually. tease. I am. I'm like, you want this? and You can't have it,
1: baby. You need it. You need it. You want it. You, want you can't it? have it. Well, oh, word. Well, you're going to finally get it. You're going to finally get it. Be careful yeah. what y'all ask for. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's nothing like being faced with stuff in your life to finally have to do the shadow work, right?
0: Yeah. And I
1: feel like sometimes that's when it happens, you know, like all intents and purposes of like, yes, I'm going to, I'm going to be ahead of the game and I'm going to do it. But it's usually when we're slapped in the face with it, when we can't avoid it anymore, that's when we finally have to, we just have to do it.
0: Well, nobody likes to be faced with what the side of themselves that they don't like. And for those of you that are not all the woo, you're not cool with the woo language that we're using here, shadow Mm -hmm. work really is just owning your shit and going through mm-hmm. it owning yeah. the parts of you that you don't like it's basically therapy and self-care
1: <laughs> yeah let's let's unwoo this for a bit let's mundane mm-hmm. this for a bit this is facing the tougher harder things in your life the things that we don't want to look at the things that we've been avoiding and mm-hmm. you know whatever that is that could be stuff that happened in our childhood that could be stuff that I don't know that's just been happening, you know, uh, patterns or habits or whatever, but whatever's not serving you, it's it's time to face it and we're going to do or, it together.
0: Yeah, or whatever is giving you an emotional reaction, right? Mm-hmm. And you don't know why, right? Or maybe there's a part of you that you don't really like and it's mm-hmm. the way that you might respond in a conversation or the way that you look at somebody and you might get that uncomfortable feeling or how you treat others. Or how other, like when you get responsive around a Facebook post. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm so Mm -hmm. glad you brought this up, Matt, because a lot of people get triggered around triggers. Like, don't trigger me. But I actually like triggers, but not in the way you guys think. I, I think that like triggers can be great at showing us what we need to pay attention to. I think it's our tendency, like when we are triggered by something, when we're either triggered by a situation or maybe it's a post or something going on, that it's our tendency to lash out at it or run away from it instead of facing, Mm -hmm. why was I triggered by this? What in this is making me so upset? What about this is activating something in me? And I always like to go first to like, where do I feel it in my body? Like what's going on? And then I like to trace it back. When was the time I felt this beforehand, or w- can I get to the root? When was the first time that this symptom or this trigger popped up for me what is the what's the root cause, or where's the root piece of this um stemming from? And you know, are we going to get to the root cause of every trigger? because sometimes people are just assholes, right like some yeah. peop- sometimes there are things that are just going to bother you and it's fine. But I think that there are things that trigger us or, or it can be a post or it could be something that happens in us that just sets us off that maybe we, we, we start to judge it. Like, why did that trigger me so much? That shouldn't have set me off the way it did. And we judge it and we're really hard on ourselves, but it's really there to kind of set us on the path of self-discovery on the path of really unpacking why did that bother me to the extent that it did and doing some self-work on unpacking it so i'm glad you mentioned that
0: yeah well i know the audience is probably being like you're am um, it's in the title hello it's in the title it's called i'm a medium <laughs> ask me how
1: mm-hmm. and you're probably
0: being like why the fuck are you talking about this well i have a theory you want to hear my theory willie i do I believe, and this is just me, that spirit loves a clear channel. They love a, a, a person that is not personally invested in anything and so that they can be a clear messenger for the spirit world. And I believe when our unfoldment process happens that we get triggered a lot during other people's readings. And it it could be something small from celebrating somebody's like evidence where you're like, oh my God, that could be a trigger. You're going into your active mind, right? They really want you in your passive mind as much as possible. They don't want you inserting yourself. And it's easier to step out of the way when you've got no skin in the game. Right. And so when we're looking at triggers or we're looking at emotional reactions, spirit wants us to face that so we can get over it and not be invested when it happens during the reading, because we all lead similar lives. We all lead very similar lives. And so when things happen to other people that come into our readings and we cause an emotional reaction, we step away from spirit and into ourselves. And so it can dilute the message. So I have a theory and this is my theory that 90% of mediumship development is not so much about the mechanics of mediumship and or your clairs. It's more about the emotional desensitization that is going on with you around your shit that prevents you from also being a developed medium. So it's like a two path. It's a two path development.
1: I have another theory. What's your theory? I think that part of the reason we have to do this work and unpack and come to the table as healed as possible. Again, you don't have to be fully healed to do this work, but um, we, we, we often talk about people having their special spice and that maybe I'm not the medium for everybody, but I am the medium for the right person, right? Like the person that Mm -hmm. is attracted to me, may have a similar life path that I've walked, or their loved one has had a similar life path to me, that I'm going to have that same kind of life experience that I'm going to be able to walk through or talk through because of what I've experienced and, and been through, that I'm yeah. going to be able to be a better bridge and a better uh, conduit for communication number 1. And number 2, I'm going to be able cuz in the end we do this for healing, right? So I'm going to yeah. be able to to help my sitter get through something better than somebody who hasn't been through it, right? So I think that my life experience cuz we always ask like why do good why do bad things happen to good people or or why do we have to go through all of this difficult stuff? I really think It's so that we can help others navigate through it, right? And so I can't sit here and navigate through a lot of difficult things. And let's just be honest, when we're doing psychic stuff, when we're doing mediumship stuff, not everybody dies happily in their bed of a a ripe old age and they lived a happy, happy, happy life. There's only a handful of those experiences out there. Most people you know especially people who are seeking mediumship readings there's some kind of trauma there was a difficult passing they're trying to get resolution they didn't get to say goodbye there's some kind of healing that they're seeking as as getting this mediumship reading and you need to understand the healing process you need to have walked the walk and yep. so i think that's a big part of it too so there's a lot of reasons that self development and facing your own issues and problems in your life is going to make you a better conduit for spirit, is going to make you a better medium, is going to make you a better healer.
0: You know, I just learned from that entire conversation, A, it was beautiful, and B, I just learned that you can read for anybody that works at a Taco Bell drive-thru.
1: Oh, God. All day long. Like, (laughs) I, I could sit there... I wonder if I could put like a, a table up and be like free psychic readings. I could read everybody for filth out of the, out of the Taco Bell drive-thru. Uh,
0: anybody in the Longmont area in Colorado will be here on 25th and Pecos. Yes. <laughs> you get tears and tacos.
1: Tears and tacos. It's true
0: that what you're, you're really saying at the end of the day is it's the better we are as a clear channel and the better we are, the the more we can serve more people.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: I ugh, triggers are hard. Um, and I can tell you as a developed medium, developing medium, that it's never ending. And I think looking at the ego, and we're going to say it because there was a whole episode on ego, and if you missed that episode, well, pff, quick recap. The ego is to survive, right? But it's kind of really kind of Founded based on our life experience, not only just the need to survive, but how we grew up, how we process the world to survive. So, all those things that have happened to us, like abuse and trauma, and you know, feeling neglected and abandoned, and our our biggest fears, that all shapes our ego. And so, we're reactive to our ego. Um, um on the things that happened and i think a big majority of this work is going through the parts of us that we don't like not only that because we're set we're sensitive little, little fuckers i'm gonna say fuck mm-hmm. i'm calling myself a little sensitive little fucker dana willie we're sensitive and so i feel like this has brought up a lot i'm going to talk about my own journey for a second is it brought up a lot of trauma around my childhood about not being heard, about not being seen, not being acknowledged, not being validated. It's not, um, I, and it would be, I'm gonna use this as an example, like evidence, right? So like needing to get evidence to validate my own personal belief that I'm doing what I'm doing, not trusting it, but being wowed in the reading of being like, I'm the best medium member because I pulled through a name, right? That's a trigger. We don't look at it as like a trigger, but somewhere down the road, somebody told me that I couldn't do something and I was really bad at it. So um, I lost the trust in myself that I could do Mm -hmm. this stuff. So Mm -hmm. I had to go back and start digging into that of being like, well, when was the first time I was not heard? And there's that childhood trauma, right? Mm -hmm. And so it digs up a lot of how we were raised And it's interesting because then it changes who you are, and you get this like growth when you start looking at that, and then everyone else around you starts going, "You're different. Something Mm -hmm. about you's changed. You're not the same. Um, You've left me." Oh, I heard that. I heard that from a from a past friend. You've changed. Well, I'm allowed to change and I'm okay with it because I go back into my old Facebook memories and I was an angry fucker. I was fucking angry. And, and some of the things I'm like, what do other people, not that I care about what other people think because I don't care. I talk to dead people.
1: <laughs> What's no, the worst they're going to you know, say about me now? <laughs>
0: yeah, fucking weirdo, right? Uh, is looking at it of being like, I was miserable miserable and what are all these people thinking of being like holy shit and that, and that you know what that brought up a new trigger mm. a What's new that? trigger you know what th- that trigger was That this whole time I was like my own parents
2: mm.
0: I was a product of my parents and I didn't have the best parents in the world and I'm gonna say that and I'm a to you know, ask me how mm-hmm. hi my name is Matt and i had a really bad childhood hi Matt, um, hi, Matt. that It was true that I was reflecting what my childhood around my parents were. And that was a new trigger because I didn't have a choice to be involved in that. I didn't have a choice to be parent selected into the parents that I had. But um, I love them now. I love them now, just not in the way that I need to love them to have in my life. But I see it now as an outside perspective, looking at the person that I was at that point of being like, I'm glad I changed because I don't want any more of that, right? Mm-hmm. And then the people that were in my life and and all that stuff. But it's really helped my readings of looking at that stuff, of being like, I actually get more spirits that were a lot like me and the old mm-hmm. version of me in and, and my readings. And I can understand it and not feel judged or judgmental towards it. And it's unusual on how much of a difference I treat other people. I treat myself. I give myself a lot more grace than I used to because I'm more like, ah, you're just having a reaction. Mm."
1: I was just going to ask you, do you love that old part of you? How do you feel about that old part of you? You don't.
0: I don't love that old part of me because I look at that part of me of, I wish somebody would love that old part of me. Right. And I think that I was so hurt uh, and, Traumatized, I would say traumatized is a good word. Because trauma can be really anything that is not conducive to growing, right? So like Mm -hmm. I think keeping me small, I was a huge ass people pleaser. Mm -hmm. I was so against confrontation that if somebody said something about somebody else and it got back to them that I said something, I would freak out. So now I just say it to your face. I'm just like you don't like it? Okay. Uh (laughs) Because it's not my reaction that I need to worry about. It's my feelings and how I react that I need to worry about, not so much the other person. So I can say things with love a little bit more now uh, and not have to worry about the consequence because your reaction I can't control, but I can control how I'm feeling and how it is in residence with me as a core individual. And that took a lot of work to get there. So I don't necessarily love that person. I appreciate that person. Mm. does that make sense yeah i appreciate that journey because i wouldn't be who i am today without it right but I, looking back i'm just like oh man you needed a hug
1: yeah <laughs> but can yourself. you love on that person i guess because that's the way that i kind of i look back and and you mentioned like looking at those facebook memories you know and
0: you mm-hmm. know whether
1: it's a facebook memory or or old pictures or old memories i think we can look at as as that is a time camp capsule of where we used to be or or the people that we were and and I look at those pieces and parts of me and I I do love her you know and I and I think there's parts of me that that want to tell her how special she is and and you know like I think that's one of the things that we can do in this shadow work game of of being, you know, you had mentioned, like, you want somebody to hug him, you want somebody to tell him how special he is, you know, and I, and I think there's that portion of of remembering that we're all worthy of love, and we're all worthy of compassion, and, you know, appreciation Mm -hmm. of how far we've come from that place to now, but, like, I look at those old Pieces and parts of me, and and some of the most difficult parts of my life. And you look at those those pictures of me, and I'm smiling, and I'm not happy. I know I'm not happy, but from the outside looking in, people thought I was happy, and I know how much pain I was in in those pictures, you know. And I mm-hmm. I, I just want to give her a hug, and I just want to tell her how special she is and that she's worth it. And, uh-huh. you know, and I, I think we can do that as part of this process of, of embracing that, that person that needed that, that hug, or that, that, just that support that maybe they didn't feel that they had at that moment.
0: So what would you go back and tell your past self? That Besides what worthy. you just said.
1: Yeah, what? that she was worthy. Really, that- Did
0: any of your choices act out in a different way? Uh rather oh, than yeah. facing that.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, me too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I I I'm I drank a lot. A lot. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of money. I did a lot of self-sabotaging behaviors. Um yep. and it was um a lot of avoidant behaviors. Um, band dating.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Because that felt good in the moment, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it didn't feel good in the long run. Yeah, same thing. Some of my tattoos are that. Like a majority mm-hmm. of my tattoos that I've gotten have been that. Because it was, it was easier to change the outside shell than it would mm-hmm. be to the inside shell. Yeah. I was trying to change who I wanted to be, but we're not doing the root cause of it. So I can see the shopping thing too, right? Changing mm-hmm. the outside, not changing the in.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's an easy, easy, easy fix. Just therapy. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. There was, there was a, there was a lot of me that, um, for the longest time, felt that I should be over it by now. Um, so I put off healing for that. There was a lot of me that, like, because of the band aids, I was like, "Oh, it's fine. It's not there anymore. It's not there anymore. It's not there anymore. It's not there anymore." Well, it was still there. You know, yeah. I have a, a theory of like, you feel it now or you feel it later, but eventually you're going to have to fucking feel it. And, yeah. you know, I, th- I think that's really important as well. Um, I, I feel that I, I also have a theory that spirit has these ways of like, hey, you need to deal with this. Hey, you need to deal with this. And it gets a little bit louder and it gets a little bit louder and it gets a little bit louder and it keeps showing up in our life. It keeps showing up in our life. It keeps showing up Uh in our life. And then all of a sudden you get hit in the head with a two by four and you go, why did it hurt so bad? (laughs) And they're like, we have been trying to tell you for years that you need to address this.
0: Spirit was calling you about your car's extended warranty and you Mm -hmm. didn't
1: listen. And you didn't pay attention. But if you look back at it, and this isn't to judge that you didn't pay attention to it, right? But- we, we always wait until we're so fucking uncomfortable to finally face it, right?
2: Mm-hmm. And so
1: I think in practice, I mean, we'll get to like, how do you start unpacking that, right? But I think in practice for me, where I'm at now, I work really hard when something bubbles up for me to just sit in it
0: recognize it. Face it mm-hmm.
1: head on. If I am uncomfortable or upset about something, I sit in it. What is this making me feel? I sit in journal. I I let myself cry. I feel whatever I've got to feel. Like where is this coming from? I explore it. I don't put it off. I don't dismiss how I'm feeling, no matter how uncomfortable it is, right?
0: You also get support.
1: Mhm. I ask for help when I need it.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that about you. That if you're just like, hey, I just need to to listen. You know, I have to comment. I just need to hold space and just get it out. You ask for help too. Because it's one thing to do it by yourself, but it's also another thing to do it with somebody that is a unsubjected, invested person. Mm-hmm. Right? So I always go back to the old version of me that used to blame other people. That was a huge one for me. That was something where I was like, well, I need to take accountability on what I did into this. Now it was like a little bit more like accountability for myself. i like what I did to participate in something, even if it's something small. Right. So I look at my parents, right. My parents should be the parent, but I didn't also help make it easier on them to parent. Mm-hmm. So I have to hold myself accountable in a situation where I was not the parent and, and an illegal adult, but also look at being like, yeah, I guess I didn't make that easier. And I could see how they would feel and and all that stuff and taking self accountability first is also a really great way to step into it. And that is fucking tough oh my god mm-hmm. that's so hard because when you look at relationships and how they end a majority of the time like two, like two, like friends i'm just gonna use friends right um of being like yeah well i let that end i let that end but i also participate in it and i can own my part but i still need to have to say how you've affected me as well and own that they are also a participant in a two-way street
2: mm-hmm.
0: right um, so I've looked at like relationships and friendships that have not worked at being like, yeah, I could see that. And that's an ugly side of yourself to face. Oof. That is a super mm-hmm. ugly side of yourself to face. And having empathy for somebody that you're angry at. Oh, <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> oh. shit. That's, that's work.
0: That is definite work. So and it takes a lot to because it's human nature and i think when we start understanding that like i guess you can kind of look at it in this aspect of it is like we never understand our parents choices until we get older and we have to experience similar things and then we have to look at them of being like well you were just a human trying to get by and doing the things that you were doing but i still don't understand your choice but i get why you had to make that choice right and starting to understand that our parents are human and that our grandparents are human and it just doesn't happen like. You get married, you're born, you go to school, you get married and you die, that life is messy and it's not this clear cut. And I think some people get that life. And if you've had that mm-hmm. life, great. But not comparing your journey to somebody else's is also another one that I used to do. Oh, fuck.
1: Oh, well, and, and we do that in a couple of different ways. And I, and I, I think that some people do that in, as a way of dismissing their Mm feelings, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's so invalid for me to feel this way because somebody's got it way worse. Like, um, I think that that's, that can be dangerous too. Like, no, what you feel is valid because you feel it. Mm -hmm. Like it's not invalid if you're upset about it. It's okay for you to be upset about it. So feel it.
0: I used to get pissed, Dana. I used to look at people with, like, happy parents and go, why, do, why don't I have parents that loved me enough to take me to the dentist and get me new clothes? And I used to not get mad at this situation. I'd get mad at the people actually living their healthy life. Because I'm like, fuck you. Like, fuck you. Like, why are you so special? Oh, I used to get so angry about
2: it. Mm-hmm.
0: And I didn't have to look at, like, well, let's look at the root cause.
1: Well, but there, so let's look at that though, you know, like, and I know you know this now, but like in a situation like that, your anger was valid. You Mm -hmm. were truly hurt and you were truly angered. Was it misplaced at somebody that had nothing to do with that? Sure. But if you think about it, you know, like your parents are, are supposed to be people that take care of you. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard for us to be mad at the people that are supposed to do these things for us. And it's far easier right. for you to direct that anger at somebody that doesn't matter, that doesn't play a role in your life. Exactly. Than direct that anger at the people that actually did that. So it makes, right. se- it makes sense on paper why you did that. You know, mm-hmm. it was easier for you to direct that anger at those people.
0: Mm-hmm. So I've shared a lot of my triggers. What are what are some of the yours that you've spent a long time working through?
1: Oh uh um, If you're willing
0: to share. If you're not, it's cool.
1: I've worked through a lot. You know, my biggest my biggest triggers are um we're gonna cut out the trigger part. I don't I don't um yeah, that's I, can't okay. I can't think of any I can't think of that you'd of- want to share. It's not that yeah. I don't even want to not share it. I'm literally trying to think of things that trigger me. I my biggest trigger is is somebody that um isn't isn't taking responsibility
0: Ooh, for their own happiness.
1: One.
0: That's a good one.
1: That's 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 difficult for me. Like I have all the grace in the world. I have like all of the patients in the world, but when you won't do something to help yourself, that's when like, I, I have a hard time because I, I'm a fighter. I think Mm -hmm. it's just who I am. I, from the day I was born, I've just been a survivor and a fighter and a hard worker. And so I don't understand like not doing, um, but I also have a lot of compassion and understanding and grace for like things like depression. Cause I've also been the person who was literally stuck in bed and could not get up to shower and brush her teeth. So I've been that girl. So I understand, but I also like somehow mustered my way to like, pick up a phone to find a therapist to call in that, in those moments. Right. So
0: I think you, you had a light bulb moment. Do you know what I mean? I think that you hit your pain threshold.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I think everyone has one. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I think that you hit that that moment where you were like, I don't know how much more I can live through this. And I think everyone has that one. And so some people wait to be saved. Does that make sense? Because I'd rather yeah. somebody come in soup and save me than me actually do the work. And that's yeah. hard too. Because you don't want to be that person that has saved somebody else because I think it's not self reliant because then they really only learn that you're going to save them.
1: My triggers are people that that have a closed mind. Yeah. Um, I I don't like I I I have a hard time with people that um aren't willing to hear other people's points of view. Oh, um, that Girl, you're that I mind. have I have a really hard time with. Um, but I think for myself, like the things that I'm currently working on, because I have things that trigger me emotionally, I think I I'm very like, I'm very closed in, like I don't let a whole lot of people in my life and I'm always afraid everybody's going to leave me. I think that's like Mm -hmm. the, that's, I I'm afraid that I'm never, I'm not good enough. And I'm afraid that everybody's going to leave me. Like, I'm just waiting for the shoe to drop on that all of the time. And so whenever I'm triggered by something like, and there's proof or evidence like, oh, wait, no, you're not good enough. Or, oh, here's proof that somebody's going to, to leave your life that really means something to you. I, 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 I fly off the handle. Yeah. And that's, that's when I, that's when it gets hard for me.
0: Yeah, I'm currently working on a couple of things because I think we're actively always working on our triggers. I'm really triggered by the climate that we live in today. I'm really I'm really, really triggered by it. Uh and that took a lot of work uh, for me to actually get to understand that I'm triggered by it because I would participate in it. Right. So like kind of learning about it. And what I mean by that is like the way that's the political climate that we're, we're in right now, that nobody can hear anybody because they're so involved in their own lives and how their own lives are affected that they're looking at everybody as a win lose. And mm-hmm. so nobody's listening. And then there's this distrust of, the media and distrust of the truth that nobody knows what the truth and the, and, the, and the thing is and so we're headed into this this dark age of how we treat each other and it really triggers me so there's a lot of the day where i am not avoiding social media but i'm going through and i'm deleting people that trigger me right because then i'm looking at it as more of like i can't i used to have a savior complex and mm-hmm. that I just recently got over that where i'd have to save the little guy and i'd have to fight and stand up but no, this person is not going to fucking listen to me like mm-hmm. really honestly look when you are in a fight with somebody especially on the internet are they really going to hear you
2: mm-hmm.
0: are they really going to hear your point of view so why so now i'm doing the flush out of my algorithm of being like if I am triggered, it's not that I'm avoiding the trigger, but I don't need that in my life right now because that is something that I'm going to use my platform to be a better person for. So I've been removing a lot of anti-trans people out of my out of my feed. The minute I smell it, I'm like, no, because it's just what for me and why I get a really passionate is just keep your eyes on your own goddamn paper. It has nothing to do with somebody else's the way that they live their life. Mm -hmm. It does not affect you. And I think going back to a couple of things that can help empower the audience on, um, on this topic is when you're triggered by somebody else's actions and behaviors, the first question that you should ask yourself is, is how does this affect me? Does this affect me? Right? So let's say three friends. I'm going to say three friends go out. To go see a movie, right? And one of them says, Well, I can't go, but you can go see the movie, right? Everyone's on the same page. But let's say three friends go out, two of them go see a movie and don't invite the other one, but the other one wanted to see the movie. That affects them. So they have a valid point, right? So that's kind of where it's like, Does this actually affect me? And if it doesn't, go do something productive. Mm-hmm. And that's the hard part because we get so wrapped up of being like, I'm right, I'm right. How about we actually take that to go do something that's going to enhance our life and something that gets that negative energy out in a positive way? So mm-hmm. that's the reason why I love hobbies. I think healthy people have hobbies. Do you? Do you agree with that? Mm-hmm. Or do mm-hmm. you think that's assumptive?
1: No, I I I I love I love a good hobby.
0: I'm telling you, it lights you up. And I think when we start to really kind of focus on the things that actually bring us joy and not so much get hung up on the things that bring us down and protecting our energy of being like, I don't need to see this anti whatever it is or this person against this person. So I really I dislike uh, pitting people against each other. I really get triggered on um, one sided conversations like um, celebrities. Oh, that bothers me so much, Dana. I don't like it when people talk about other people and they're not present. it really Mm -hmm. pisses me off, especially the celebrities. It really, Mm -hmm. because they can't defend themselves.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And people just will easily attack a celebrity for nothing. But really what they're saying is, I don't like this because you're not like me. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And usually those people like Karens the Karens of the world that have to complain. Really, what are they actually saying? What do you think they're saying when they're complaining about something?
1: They're talking about themselves. I mean, I think, mm-hmm. I, I think it's a big mirror on what they don't like about yeah. themselves.
0: Here's the deal too. So like, let's take this scenario and like unpack maybe like the Karen's at a restaurant, right? So you have a server, you go get a meal. I'm going to be the Karen, okay? okay? So I go to a restaurant, I get a meal. I don't like the meal. Rather than calling the manager over, just don't go back to that restaurant. It's not that difficult but something in there triggered me to be the victim of this, that I feel like my opinion matters the most. And I need to speak through my pain because I like control. Now I've got to unpack control, right? What do I need control over an uncontrollable situation? Right. Can you can't control other people, but there's somewhere somewhere down the line that somebody told Karen that her opinion doesn't matter, that she should shut up, be seen, not heard.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: then it comes out on other people. And so when I look at those Karen videos, I just look at hurt. There's somebody hurting, and they're just mm-hmm. not saying the actual hurt, but they're saying why they're hurt, and their pain comes out. And it's, it it's
1: like you when you were mad mm-hmm. at, at somebody who had good parents.
0: Yeah. And you know what's really funny is when we yell at other people, we're really yelling at ourselves at what we don't like about ourselves.
1: Yeah.
0: Have you ever noticed that? This is that.
1: deep. That's deep. More no, I mean, people,
0: yeah. When two people dislike but, each other, they're usually mad about what they don't. They're mad about themselves. They're projecting.
1: Yeah. So there's there's a lot of things that you said there that I think to take to heart, right? Mm -hmm. and I think boundaries are really important you know I I think figuring out like does this really have to do with me and and if something is triggering you you get to decide if you want to participate in it if it's not really something that has something to do with your life or if it's a celebrity thing like what does does this really affect you in your life really you know do you need to like get involved in the Vanderpump Rules drama, like, or can you like disengage from it? If it's like activating something and you pay attention to what's getting activated, but then uh-huh. disengage from the trigger, right? Pay attention, yep. work on the what, what was getting activated there and then disengage from the drama, right? I think is, is the big lesson there. But I really want to circle back to how do we do and dive in to these tough topics in our life. Cause we've talked about triggers. We've talked about like, oh, yeah. when these things start falling into our lap, whether it's being triggered or, you know, you get hit by the two by four, eventually by spirit, maybe it's trauma in your life or something. And you're just like, finally, I've, I've, I'm grounded. I have, to, I have to face this finally. For me, you know, you well, I would say for us, we really, 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 really recommend people journal. Um, yeah. And a daily journal, journaling practice, I think, is such a beautiful way of self-discovery, of, of marking time. You know, we, we have both uh, mentioned Facebook memories, but it's a way mm-hmm. of like kind of marking like this is where I started and this is where I am now of being able to kind of see how far you've gone. But for me, you know, and you can journal in any way. A lot of people are like, well, I don't like writing anything down. You don't have to necessarily have a paper journal. You can type if that is more comfortable for you. You can have a voice memo journal. You can even do something with emojis every single day where you do check-ins with an emoji. You could have a calendar where you're drawing a picture every single day. But I want you somehow to get out some emotions. I want you to get out what's in our head Mm because there's so much that swims around in our brains from day to day. And just do some daily check-ins of like, where's my emotional state? What's coming up when you are triggered, when something pops up and upsets you, write about it, talk about it. What's coming up? Get it out of your body And sometimes even doing exercise, going for a walk, moving our bodies can move that energy out. But I feel like sometimes the worst thing that we can do is just let it sit there and simmer in our heads and simmer, 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 simmer,
0: Time distorts everything.
1: Right. Or also the other worst thing we can do is just put another Band-Aid on it, right? And Uh go shopping, drink. (laughs) <laughs> like like i used to do right yeah
0: yeah band dating. it's 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 crazy um i want to just uh give a tip and an advice on journaling too because i think a lot of people usually will come to me and they're like well i don't know what to write about i think this is stupid write that down mm-hmm. start your journal with i don't know what i'm writing about this is stupid i'm just going to keep writing my thoughts down and then eventually you'll find out where you're like i'm angry and this is how I'm feeling. And this is why. So like just show up and journal your thoughts. Like this is so stupid. My pen grip it hurts. I actually feel like really awkward sitting here. But I need to face the truth. And this is my truth.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then you'll just kickstart it. Right? So be easy on yourself. Go with the flow. Go with the flow of journaling and i'm telling you pretty soon it's awesome another thing that i would also suggest is counseling and therapy counseling and therapy it is so good to have somebody that is not invested or personally involved in your life to hear it that is a counselor and or a therapist that can give you healthy coping skills because somewhere down the line based on what is triggering you you did not have a coping skill or a healthy mechanism to deal with it so get those skills and tools in your toolbox because life is cycles life is patterns it will happen again and again and again and again and the more coping skills you have the better off unscathed you are but we're never really truly out of life unscathed, right? But you'll have a better way to handle it in a more mature and healthy way to move forward. So it's kind of going back to that mediumship thing, right? A clear vessel to help other people is always a good thing.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I'm glad that you mentioned getting help where you need it. Life coaching, mm-hmm. co- uh, counseling, therapy, group there's tons of, uh, groups out there that you can do as well. Like that may be specific to whatever you're processing. Um, you know, what whatever, if it was, uh, if you have addiction uh, in your family or whatever, if you're dealing with grief, there's grief groups out there, but like looking for groups that, um, kind of hone in and deal with whatever you're processing in life, um, I think can be very, very helpful, um, as well, so that's that's something to to think about as well. Um, taking time for you, I think self care in all of this. You know, this is some heavy work, so making sure that we have some good healthy practices in our life, and that's not like judging or anything like that, mm-hmm. but making sure we're sleeping. We we. One of the best things I did for my mental health, and I'm not going to go on a diatribe. I've talked a little bit about it on the podcast, but I've been on an extreme mental health journey. I've been hospitalized for my mental health. I've been on um, psychiatric medicines for my mental health. The best thing that I ever did for my mental health outside getting professional help was getting onto a proper sleep pattern and taking Mm -hmm. care of my sleep. So getting and taking care of our sleep hygiene is one of the best things that you can do for your mental health, especially when you're processing all of this heavy stuff, your body and your brain needs a break. So making sure that you shut off some devices prior to maybe take a bath or a shower You know, beforehand, have a nice cup of non-caffeinated tea, like whatever feels good, even like journaling before bed. So your brain is you have a little brain dump before bedtime, not engaging in any drama or anything like that, but really allowing yourself to slow things down at the end of the day. And allowing yourself to get the sleep you need without the distractions or anything like that, I'm telling you, was the biggest aha moment in my mental health uh, journey.
0: Can I add to that?
1: hmm
0: Exercise. Exercise. Okay. And people are like, oh, my God, this guy in the weightlifting. My life changed when I started taking care of myself. My outlook in myself started to improve because I started to care about my physical health, right? Mm-hmm. It releases endorphins. It's good for your heart. You're getting excess energy out of your body. Answers come to you when you exercise because you fall into a very healthy zone of like, you always like runners, runner's brain. Have you ever heard of that? Runner's brain oh, when yeah. you're running runner's and all high. of a sudden like. You get the yep, runner's head. You all of a sudden have the answer pop into your head when you're doing stuff. But really, how you treat yourself physically, it goes with mental health, right? It will go with mental health. So, like, I can't imagine, like, I can't stress enough wherever you can find it, putting about 30 minutes to yourself to just either get physical, get in the gym, go for a walk, go for even like a walk around the block at night after you eat, right? You're going to get a lot of your excess anger or anxiety out because that's a healthy way to let it out of your body is doing something that's productive to have your health putting good food in your body. Mhm. Right? Put and, good and food in your body.
1: Along those lines and this isn't to judge like you have to eat like like a super no. healthy diet, but I want you to actually enjoy the food that you eat. Because yes. how many of us like eat on the go? we're rushing and we're, we're, we're scrolling while we're eating, or we're not actually like engaged in the food that we're eating when we're eating it. So even if you can't like change your diet up right now or do anything like that, I want you to Mm -hmm. actually be mindful of what you're eating and like actually enjoy the food that you're eating.
0: Eat Mm -hmm. the things
1: that you like Like, have that cheeseburger, but enjoy every bite. Be mindful, be present, be in your body, enjoying every single bite of it. Take your time. You don't have to shovel it all in at once. Take your time, take it bite by bite, and enjoy it.
0: What I'm saying is good food could be good food, right? But being mindful that what we do put into our body also affects our body. So mm-hmm. I just, I just want to clarify that. So I'm not telling people to go on diets, but what I'm saying is, is be mindful, be just be mindful of treating yourself mm-hmm. with kindness and respect. Cause when you start respecting yourself, everything else also helps improve, right? Because yeah. then are your boundaries go up? Oh, my boundaries went up straight up. Uh, yeah. When I started physically taking, cause I started to care about myself and mm-hmm. I, I mean, I take care of my mental health. I make sure I get enough sleep. Um, but it really changes you, and yeah. so we. I, I want everyone to have that experience where they just care about themselves, right?
1: Absolutely, and and and, and, I, and you can have those though. those those yummy enjoyable meals, but enjoy them. Like like mm-hmm. I said, enjoy them. Be present for them. Try to be more present for the things that you enjoy in life. Like
0: I'm having cheesecake later. I'm going to enjoy that.
1: <laughs> oh. Mm. Hmm. Mm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like enjoy those things when you get to have them, right? Mm-hmm. Drink your water, stay hydrated. Again, yeah. we we don't we underestimate when we're doing this heavy lifting of the shadow work. It's work for a reason. There's work in the name for a reason that we need to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves as we're doing this. It can feel like you you ran a marathon after a good cry session, after you've worked through a lot of this stuff, note that you've probably been holding on to all of this stuff that you're unpacking for most of your life. And so that's why therapy is important and all of that. But I remembered going to my therapist and feeling like I needed to sleep for a full day because of everything yeah. that I moved through my body. The body keeps the score and your body is your body your your mind body soul is exhausted after processing all of that. So taking care of yourself and knowing that you are deserving and also know that this takes time. This did yeah. not happen overnight. You're not going to unpack it overnight. There is Correct. no magic pill. There's no nothing there's no thing that you're going to get done. It's going to take this away overnight. There are things that can help put tread on the tires. You can do this with doctors and with therapists and whatever, but please do not spiritually bypass this process.
0: Yes. Also, uh, a couple of things I want to suggest really quick is find a hobby or create white space for yourself. Make yourself a priority. And there's reason why I'm always saying like hobbies are great hobbies are great because you and basically invest in something that is going to make you light up that makes you happy and try to make yourself a priority like a bill right so instead of doing it financially do it energetically of like paying yourself once a week for like maybe a half an hour if that's all you can get where you're doing something that really makes you joy and that makes yourself a priority because when you start prioritizing yourself you will start recognizing that you're important and you deserve to be happy just like everybody else. And so if you have a hobby, whether it be a development circle or crocheting or, or rock climbing or but stay-at-home butterfly farmers, whatever it is, I want you to have that beautiful HGTV open floor plan or whatever it is. But yeah. I want you to enjoy it. I have
1: it. a question before you yeah. go any further with that. Does diamond art fall under that?
0: Diamond art falls under it. Girl, I didn't enjoy it.
1: But we tried it, We it was it just, it was, it, it was something. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. honestly, like do something that just brings you joy. Honestly, I've, I've taken hours on an adult color coloring book before that yeah. it was just a zone out time of like, just putting on some good music with an adult coloring book. I can't tell you the joy that that brought in my life.
0: Girl, it gets you engaged with something that you are interested in and get to know yourself. Get to know yourself. It's almost like taking yourself out on a date. Mm-hmm. Romance with finance with yourself. You don't need to romance with finance with somebody else, right? And then the finance is just whatever you like doing. Yeah. Right. But everything in a healthy and healthy doses.
1: Yeah. So we, um, if you guys have ever been to our development circle, we like to give homework. And I'm going to bring the homework factor over to I'm a Medium Ask Me How.
0: Oh, my God. I love it. You just gave me a, a teacher partner.
1: I know. I know. I know it excites you. Um, <laughs> I'm going to give you team? guys i <laughs> uh, I'm going to give you all a journaling prompt. Hmm. Who was I six months ago? Ooh. Who am I today? And who would I like to be six months from now? I love that. That is your first entry in your journal.
0: Mm-hmm. And if you're actively doing this, you're my hero. You're everything I'd like to be.
1: You are the wind beneath my wings. hmm hmm mm-hmm. So high. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so high above well, the clouds.
0: Dana, Willie, I feel like we've wrapped this up. We've shadow worked it. So let's go be the light of a hundred thousand salt lamps, Dana Willie.
1: All right. We love you guys. Please know that you can do this. You are worth the effort. You are worth the work. And you are always we're a safe place for you always to be. Yeah. So
0: even yeah, even Dana's computer agrees.
1: Yeah, that was awkward.
0: Yeah. No. You know what that just said? Work all right well we love love you guys you're in our hearts see you everybody bye